Hey everyone, I just wanted to tell you really quick about ImpressVids.com. ImpressVids reached out to me and they made a video for my youth ministry and for the podcast. Uh, They make great videos and they specialize in making videos for your student ministry, for your social media, for your programming, for whatever you would like. And they have monthly and annual subscriptions. So go check out ImpressVids, uh, their website. Again, ImpressVids.com. And you can find them at ImpressVids on Instagram or Facebook. You're listening to Youth Ministry Maverick, a podcast about mold-breaking methods to invest in the next generation of the church. Here's your host, Jeff Harding. What's up, everyone? This is Jeff. Welcome back to Youth Ministry Maverick. You're listening to episode 16, What Do You Meme? Memes are ingrained in today's culture our online-rooted culture. And if you work with students, uh, you are certainly aware of what memes are, or at least you should be, because often when students talk about things that they are familiar with in pop culture and that sort of thing, they reference memes, uh, viral videos, and things like that. And so hopefully you're all aware of what memes are. Uh, memes, spelled M-E-M-E, not pronounced Mimi, like some people say. Um, but if you Google those and you look at what they are, you'll understand how they're more than just fuel for humor. Uh, they communicate presuppositions, feelings, attitudes about politics, religion, and a lot of other things. And joining me on today's episode is someone who is very familiar with memes as he runs a meme account called Honest Youth Pastor. His name is Michael Moore. Uh, He is not the controversial documentarian. Uh, He is um, a former youth pastor and still very much involved in that world. And he's been running this meme account, Honest Youth Pastor, for several years now. He also has his own podcast, which he will talk about here in a few minutes. Uh, But Michael and I discuss how working with students is sometimes confusing when they spout a lot of different things that pop up online and there's no shortage of them. And so to be able to keep up with students and be able to be in their world, we need to become fluent in the language of memes or at least be very familiar with how they not only uh, impact but present opportunities for us to engage with students because Instead of uh, having long paragraphs about how they feel, they can simply text you a meme, um, and that communicates a lot. So, let's go ahead and hop into that conversation with Michael. Michael, thanks for hopping on the podcast with me today, man. Uh, For those who don't know you, could you give us a quick rundown of who you are and what you're up to these days? Yeah, Uh, so my name is Michael. I uh, run an Instagram account, <laughs> uh, as, as silly as that sounds. Been doing that since 2013, and uh, 
really uh, just living life, uh, as we were talking about before we recorded. Uh, it's kind of just busy, a blur, and then fitting ministry in as we go along. So um, that's pretty much, that's, that's life right now. <laughs> Me, yeah. ministry, and work, and a little bit of sleep there. There you go. Yes. Uh, so as I mentioned in the intro, uh, Michael runs the Honest Youth Pastor account. It's a meme account. Uh, he also has his own podcast. Um, but um, also, as I mentioned, so we'll be talking about memes, uh, how they not only serve as fuel for laughter, uh, but they actually express and present the attitude and presuppositions of those who use or create them. Uh, in order to keep up with the majority of students these days, one must be aware of various online videos or memes. Uh, so, Michael, how long have you been doing the? How long have you been doing youth ministry in general, and what led you to start the Honest Youth Pastor account? Um, well, when I started the Honest Youth Pastor account, I had actually been doing youth ministry for going on ten years. I mean, that includes. Um, what I was doing uh, a little bit before college um, and then throughout college and then up until the point where I created the account. Um, I actually created the account uh, as, a way, <laughs> as a way to uh, vent online. It was an easy place to kind of um, to kind of throw up ideas uh, without having to you know burden those with everyone around me. So the account actually started out uh, because of a transition I was going through in ministry. I had been at a church for four years. We had a uh, uh, pastoral change that occurred, and um, I was actually in the process of leaving that church because of just different methodologies between me and the pastor just were not working. Um, so I started the account as a way to, to vent. I just needed some place um, to get online that was just a place to verbalize what was going on in ministry and kind of at the time, it was my aggravation with ministry. It's developed quite a bit <laughs> from that till now, uh, but that's what it was initially. Um, so it was really just uh, all those years of ministry pent up and uh, letting that kind of out on the internet a little bit. Um, for me, I don't know if I'd recommend it, but for me, it was a healthy way to deal with it uh, without uh, you know having to uh, burden my wife with it because she was going through a lot of that transition as well um, and just... That's that's what it started out as, though. So, okay, okay. Uh, and for those who might be listening, who if they're in youth ministry, I'm sure they're aware. But for anyone who's listening who's not aware exactly of what a meme is, could you share that with them? Uh, yeah. Let me see if I can boil it down. Essentially, it is a. When I first started, it was very specific images. Uh, as far as, I mean, there was like a database or really like the real retro ones. I don't know if I can really describe that um, uh, without anyone <laughs> knowing, going way, way back. But just an image uh, with uh, words on top of it. That's about the simplest thing. But basically what happens is it's, the, any, it's transformed into now of um, basically what I would call like the old style political cartoon sort of vibe. That was back, you know, in the early uh, 1900s, 20s, 30s in the paper. That's what it's really turned into now. Uh, but it started out as just relatable things that everybody could be like, oh, yeah, I've been through that, too. And it's kind of morphed into more of the, that kind of feel now, though. So, yeah, yeah. And I feel like it's um, it's it started out pretty broad and now it's narrowed. Like, I think mm -hmm. some people would 
describe memes as really anything that's viral that you're aware of. It could be a line from a video or something like that. But now whenever you uh, go on Google and search for memes, you end up with what you just talked about. A picture could be from a, a TV show, from a sports game, from anything with words on top. And yeah, it's used usually to uh, voice uh, political opinions or funny responses like Michael Scott from the office yelling, no, you know, uh, all those sorts of things. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Um, uh, and, uh, there are a, a myriad of Christian meme accounts out there. So over the years, as, uh, your honest youth pastor account has developed and, and grown users, uh, what are some things that make your account distinct from others? Um, I think that the my account specifically is distinct just because of the content we kind of cover. Um, so we, like I said, it started out as a way to vent, um, and uh, found in that a lot of people um, had the same sort of uh, uh, you know past or in, interaction with the church as that, and that kind of grew it. And then you know just started using it as more of a humor uh, place to kind of put that out as I'd kind of worked through that whole ministry thing. Um, and there was really a shift probably five, four or five years ago where I started addressing like more, um, I don't know, controversial topics, if you want to call it that. And, um, I found that, um, memes can go so far, but not as far as they need to go sometimes in really opening up the discussion. So then I tried to start putting, uh, as what some people have called described as books in the description section of kind of unpacking that. So I think what makes mine a little different is that uh, we use it as humor sometimes. uh, And it's still a lot of stuff we post on there is humorish, but it's really more of a page that's a theology meme page or really more theology that uses memes to communicate that than just a, a, a Christian meme cage with relatable, funny church Christian content. Um, there's plenty of those out there and those guys have awesome stuff. Um, but really the page has kind of moved along in regards to kind of how I've developed as well, just throughout the years that I've had it. Cause I've had it since 2013. So, uh, as my personality has developed and kind of just the things that I see going on, I try to address that in the memes. I think that's what makes my page specifically distinct, uh, from a lot of the Christian meme pages that we cover that, uh, those topics that are, um, you know, just controversial or kind of go a little bit deeper theologically and kind of try to start that discussion a little bit, basically, other than just throwing something out there and be like, ah, that's funny, which it's great to have those. I love those. But um, I found that there's kind of a, a want for that content a little bit to have that little deeper discussion that, you know, open up those conversations. So, Yeah. And in the last four or five years, there has not been a shortage of controversial <laughs> issues, uh, whether no, it's... Larger cultural issues, social issues, political stuff, or really mm-hmm. just how the gospel is communicated, uh, what classifies or defines the gospel. You know, uh, your, your page has tackled health and wealth gospel, uh, progressive ideals, and when some of them maybe have gone to a point where you wonder, is this lined up with scripture? You know, and mm-hmm. there's room. For, room for discussion there, but uh, there's a lot to think about when it comes to, okay, if I'm a believer and I'm putting my faith out there in public and I want to dialogue with others, I want to communicate truth, 
right? How do I do that in a way that's attractive, that's clear, um, that's catchy, right? And I feel like uh, a, a meme page is a perfect way to work that out, right? And to mm-hmm. think about, okay, what does it look like if I'm trying to be funny, or if I'm trying to have a good personality, but also I want to be genuine and show the world who I am and what I believe. Um, I think uh, you have a really good experiment that's been going on for everyone yeah. to see uh, and engage. It's a perfect name for it. Experiment. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. Absolutely. Um, and I, I mentioned on the last episode that our approaches to ministry have to be fluid uh, within this rapidly shifting culture that you know has a lot of pendulum swings with some things are not popular and popular and um, you can't really predict uh, what's going to be a hot button issue or not until you press that button a little bit and and there it is. And moreover, uh, each youth worker has a very specific group of students with certain issues that are more present than others. Uh, So many times there isn't a quote, one size fits all answer for everyone to use and yield the same results when they're talking about certain issues, theological points and things like that. Uh, So Michael, what do you think the digital approach to ministry will look like in the next few years? Uh, And what should we think about regarding the addition of tools in our youth ministry bag when we look at using where students are already at? Well, I think one, uh, youth ministry in general has really been on that cutting edge anyway, because you know your students are on the phone, so you're kind of interested in what they're doing. So, um, I mean, people have already kind of added a little bit of that, but I think with the whole COVID thing and the force on to line, um, that's helped the church in general see, oh, okay, we need to be on top of this, need to be know what's going on. But in regards to as far as what we need to look at the next couple years and add to the youth ministry bag, I'd say really just to stay on top because who knows what's going to be out the next couple years. I mean, is is Instagram still going to be around? TikTok, who knows if TikTok will last the next 30 days. But it's something just just to be aware of what's out there. And I think the best way to do that, right, is just talking to the students. I wouldn't have had any idea what TikTok was without being in communication with, I would have had no clue. Um, and I still don't have a clue. If you ask my teenage daughter, I, the, the, I, I don't have there. I mean, you can't keep up enough with everything. So I wouldn't suggest chasing things to try to fill your bag as much as possible, as much as just saying, okay, what's out there and how can I utilize it in a productive way for the kingdom? Right. So, uh, just as by way of example, I'm not a TikToker or really very good at it, but I've seen some youth pastors that are that, uh, you know, have really got it down to where they say, okay, I'm going to use this medium and I'm going to condense down this huge message in a very short amount of time and say, okay, if you guys have any more questions, Hey, send me a message or send me a DM. Right. Um, because they already know their faces are on the phone. I mean, that's why people are even following my Instagram page. Their face is already attached to their screen. Mm-hmm. So it's really just a matter of being aware of that and saying, okay, well, how can I utilize whatever this is out here, add it to the bag, get rid of what I don't need later and become as uh, proficient in it as possible. Cause all you're doing is funneling. I mean, that's all we do with this page is funnel uh, the theology that we already believe and know and through a filter that people are already looking at. So, I mean, even my non-secular, I mean, even my secular friends look at memes all the time and memes are really a a cross-cultural thing. Everybody knows what that is. So 
when I show them one of my memes, uh, honestly, they, they receive it a lot better and kind of understand it better sometimes than they would a sermon because they already have that lens on. So it's really just saying, okay, what's out there? What's developing? What's maybe coming next? What are the kids looking at? And adding those as much as we can, not becoming obsessed with them, but adding them and saying, okay, well, how can I then put the truth of the gospel through this lens like I've done everything else? Um, and then using that as a way to, as a tool, that's all it is, just a tool to have better, deeper conversations and introduce new ideas or to, to students that maybe they wouldn't have known that theological concept or that view before, and just using that to introduce it to them. So, Yeah. Very nice, man. Uh, have you engaged with any youth workers uh, through your page uh, who have asked you about certain memes or asked you about uh, how to approach certain issues or been able to have a good dialogue as a result of what you're posting? Uh, yeah. Um, honestly, now I have um, a pretty good split, it seems like, uh, between students and youth ministers. There's been quite a few that have reached out Um back when we could have last year, when we could have summer camps and I said, yeah. Hey, do you care if we use some of these, you know, in the priest in the, in the slideshow beforehand, or, um, there was one guy that was using some of the memes we did along with some of the other meme accounts he had reached out to as well, I guess about using them as sort of, he was doing a series, uh, showing, you know, using the memes as a jumping board into the, the passage or the discussion that he was going to cover. Um, cause I think a lot of people realize that, you know, again, like we just said, this is a tool that we can use and use it as a, a jumping off point for a much broader discussion. I mean, we get DMs every single day about the memes we post about, Hey, what do you mean by this? I've never heard that term before. Can you explain it? Um, you know, just digging in deeper because again, that's what they are. They're just tools for uh, not only us, but I found that, you know, like you said, there's other ministries that are saying, Hey, you know, we want to use these too in some regards to, to start that discussion as well. Um, so yeah, we've had quite a few people reach out, uh, quite a few students reach out in regards to clarification or pastors reach out in clarification of, you know, what do you mean by this? Cause I want to use it, but I want to make sure <laughs> we mean the same thing. So yeah, of course. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. I feel like when, uh, we send out emails or DMs to students or texts saying, hey, answer this survey about our youth program or what did you learn in the lesson this week? You know, it's like if they just read more and more text, it, it feels like lately they just disengage more. But when mm -hmm. they engage with a medium that they're very familiar with, and as you said, it's cross-cultural, like a meme, mm -hmm. uh, to have, as you said, not only youth pastors and youth workers, but students reach out and ask you about stuff, that's a prime opportunity to really talk about, okay, how do you share your faith, right? We can talk about what I posted, but if you made a post about this issue or this concept or this theological doctrine or this social issue, right, how would you post it? And if you have talked about it, what do you, what do you talk about, right? So it's a great place to start out with many paths on how do you build on that? How do you think about it more? And ultimately, how does yep. it tie back to your faith in Christ? And mm -hmm. I think it's a really cool source uh, for students, uh, especially students, to be able to have another outlet, maybe besides their youth worker at the local church, to be able to talk about things with online. Because as you said, you know, uh, everyone's faces are on their phones and everyone's phone is like another limb. Right. And mm -hmm. so they have it on them all the time. So if they have it, 
whether it's through TikTok, Instagram, whatever else, how are we engaging them and what are they seeing that points them to truth where they're at, where their friends are already at, and they can say, hey, check out this meme. Don't you think it's pretty funny? But also, what do you think about it? You know? Yeah. That's uh, really cool. And well, and I've found, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go, go ahead, man. Go ahead. Well, I found that it, it also gives them, I mean, if you're talking, for example, like TikTok and Instagram, and if, I don't know if any students are on Facebook anymore. I don't but, think so. <laughs> no, I think they've abandoned it. But the idea is that, you know, that shareable content uh, actually, and the nice thing on our end, um, on the back end of our page, we can see the shares. And uh, if they tag us, we can kind of see when they post it. And the nice thing is to see that when that happens, it actually opens up for them. Uh, I don't want to call it evangelism, but it does offer up an opportunity for them after they've posted to then have discussions as well. So um, obviously, we don't, we're not able to catch all those to see you know who's all posted and what that discussion came from. But the few that I have seen, it's it's kind of mind boggling to me that, you know, that memes <laughs> are a form of, you know, they start conversations about the gospel uh, when they're shared. Because now when you're putting that out there, regardless of what you're putting out, right? So, I mean, everybody and their brother, you know, can share a political opinion or a p- opinion or whatever. But when you're sharing those things, somebody's going to comment on it. So, the nice thing is when you're sharing anything, that has some sort of gospel message, especially like a TikTok or a meme or something that everybody can get, it just opens up that conversation so much more. So that's really the cool thing I think that um, students have that maybe I didn't have or you didn't have when we were growing up was the ability to just click share real quick. And just by doing that, we're just kind of throwing it out there as, hey, if you want to have this conversation, let's have it. So it's that's a cool thing to see just in addition to that for them. Yeah. Uh, and when you uh, run a meme account, uh, you experience uh, what the digital world refers to as trolls. <laughs> and there yes. are uh, many people who will comment on a YouTube video or Instagram picture or whatever else and their sole reason for engaging. It could be that they really just want to know what's behind it, but most of the time they want conflict. They invite argument, right? Uh, and several of the memes that, that you post don't just include or are rooted on theological issues, right? Memes in general um, cover other factors like social awareness, beliefs and worldview, mm-hmm. uh, all sorts of things, right? And uh, I've spoken several times on this podcast about the mental and emotional factors that stem from how students engage in technology. Um, but there are a lot of other factors about how they want to communicate things, where they feel safe to do that, and mediums that they go to more, not just to hear about their faith, but to hear things in general. Um, And so, uh, Michael, how have you addressed maybe some of the trolls or the comments on some of your posts? Have you noticed that certain posts or topics get more feedback, either positive or negative, than others? What's, What's that been like for you? Yeah. So, um, I think the bigger you are, the more friends you have or the more followers you have, the more trolls you're going to attract. That's just it. And then especially when you address anything that's countercultural, um, that automatically is going to address them. It's going to, you'll get tagged and then people will tag their friends and they'll all come and troll alongside each other. Um, now the nice thing is, and the thing that, um, really has helped, um, me really develop, 
kind of the platform as far as conversation goes a little bit better is that what I found is when you engage them, and I, I mean, I would be careful to suggest that you engage every troll because who knows where that'll go. But uh, I found that when we engage them and actually have that conversation, even if the comment, because the comments from people that are trolling are obvi- always very short, but very like they want to get, they want to, you know, poke you. Um, but if you, I mean, most of, I wouldn't say all, but most of the ones when we engage and say, okay, well, what do you mean by that? Well, why do you believe that? Uh, do you have anything that backs up your belief and actually push the subject a bit on it and see, okay, well, you know, cause if they're there for trolling, sometimes they'll just stick with the character and they're just going to go to the go. But the interesting thing that I found is that usually if you, if you say, okay, well, why do you believe that? Like what, what evidence do you have for that? Um, there's actually been some of the best conversations that I've had with this account are from trolls <laughs> uh, because they come to, you know, to, to get you, uh, to poke at you, to try to make you upset, to try to make you, you know, jump to the straw man argument right away. Uh, but when you actually engage in conversation with them and say, well, why do you believe that? You know, how did you come to that belief system? You can usually see that most of the time they just have really been given faulty information. Um, and that's why they believe what they do. So, um, it's nice to see that, you know, uh, you can almost use this platform just for apologetics as well. Just fleshing out the, the, you know, why we believe what we believe, what we have to back it up. Now, no one has ever, uh, DM me and be like, Hey, I got saved because of that conversation. But, uh, we have had some really good conversations where we've been able to say, okay, well, this is what you, why you say you believe this, but this is actually the truth of what Christians believe and come to an amicable conversation in to say, okay, well, you know, if you ever want to talk some more, you can come back. Um, so that's been interesting, that interaction there uh, with trolls as far as, you know, actually using it to deconstruct what their false ideas of Christianity are and point them to a place that says, hey, you know, if you want to come back and talk, we love you. We'd love to talk to you more about Jesus. Um, so that was, that's our interaction with trolls. Uh, I'm sorry, what was the second half of the question? Second half uh, really was, um, well, <laughs> uh, I can't think. Of I think it. it was communicating ideas, I think. it was. Yes, you know, I I've, clarify. My, uh, my wife pointed it out to me yesterday, and I probably mentioned it a few episodes ago. I, I am infamous for asking long questions, and it shows when I can't even remember what the entire question was. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to yeah. clarify. Yeah. Um, as far as the theological ideas, communicating those, um, this is what I tell my, my daughter all the time, is that everyone is trying to sell you something. Regardless of who it is, they are trying to tell you and teach you something. No matter what the commercial is, the cartoon is, the show, everyone's trying to tell you something. So the nice thing with the memes that we've used... Um, in relation to the trolls. So we usually cover controversial things, right? So social issues, uh, gender sexuality issues, uh, church polity issues. um, And those all usually get some people going. Um, The nice thing is though, is being able to, like I said, on the troll part of it is to communicate, you know, the defense for the faith of why we believe these things. Uh, I encourage people to push back because obviously there's lots of different ideas and to so that they can see, you know, okay, can you defend your idea? Can you not defend your idea? Is Christianity valid? Is it not? Those sort of things. Um, but everyone's teaching something. So what I found is interesting is that most people's concept of Christianity is not necessarily all encompassing incorrect, but it's definitely incorrect in many areas. So using these memes to uh, 
address social issues or gender sexuality issues or family issues or um, structures and how the church, you know, how we do things um, always gets people going a little bit. And that's kind of the point, to be honest with you, sometimes is to get them going so that they'll have the discussion. Um, and then we can have that civil back and forth. Or in the case of the trolls, it can start off a little intense and then we can hopefully bring it down to, you know, an intelligible conversation. But all of it's to communicate the idea that Jesus Christ um, died on a cross in our place for our sins, rose and defeated sin and death, and that you can know him. Um, And that's the idea that we're trying to get to. Now, there's a lot of hurdles and hills and things that some people have to get through to get to that point to hear that. Um, But that's the idea is that to communicate, um, you know, proper doctrine to a world that really doesn't understand what Christianity is about. Um, and then to have those conversations to flesh through it, to hopefully point them or plant a seed, you know, point them in the right direction. So, yeah. Have you noticed an uptick in traffic or comments since COVID started with a lot of people staying at home and mainly engaging online? Has that uh, affected your traffic or engagement at all? Um, Honestly, right after it happened, it, traffic went down quite a bit, but I think that was just because people were trying to figure out what to do. Like they're, I, they were probably honestly binge flip, binge watching Netflix and they just weren't even concerned about their phones. Um, what I've seen here recently is there's been quite a few more people online. You talked about trolls, for example, the last three weeks has been like, I don't know. We can't see everybody that shares our stuff. Um, but somebody's been sharing it because I've had, there's been so many more trolls than normal, um, on stuff that isn't necessarily even controversial. It just seems like for whatever reason, more people seem to be online. Um, but COVID in general, it was a really weird effect because I, I talked to quite a few other Christian meme creators and we were all like, okay, well, everybody's going to be on their phones. And then we were like, apparently no one's on their phones. Um, but it has evened out quite a bit to, like I said, here more recently, as everything's kind of plateaued a bit and everybody's, I mean, we're kind of in a, a, a hold mode a little bit. It does seem to be that there's an uptick. There has definitely been by way of discussion, a lot more questions coming in in regards to Christianity, of regards to maybe a deeper understanding of their faith. So I don't know if that has any relation to it, but there does seem to be a, a little bit of an uptick of that. So, Yeah, uh, maybe a small sub-factor to all of it could be that it's an election year. And when Christians yeah. <laughs> post, uh, hey, vote for this person or else you're Satan or you're an enemy of America or whatever else, and people want to know, what do Christians actually believe? Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you're painted as an evangelical, then everyone has a run sheet of that means you are for this, for this, for this, and mm-hmm. you're against a list. And, y- and your list of what you're against is like 20 times longer, right? And so yeah. people want to know. And, uh, you know, during, you know, this is obviously a lot different and not really comparable to something like. 9-11, but when there's a big crisis or something going on in our nation, uh, people react differently. And some people think about, well, is there more to life than blank, right? Is there more to who I am or what my purpose is? And so maybe some of that uh, could could affect it, but also it could just be a weird balance of people were kind of logged off, now they're logged in. Uh, people feel more bold in this polarized atmosphere to just make claims or poke people for arguments, you know. 
Um, yeah. There's probably a lot of factors that could change that. Maybe not just COVID, but probably yeah. a lot of things. Yeah, you you use a meme that has Biden or Trump in it, and it doesn't even have anything to do with politics. Just good luck. Good luck for you. <laughs> it doesn't even have to yeah. do anything with either one of them. It's just you just barely touch it. So. Right. Maybe one of them is making a funny face, and so hey, that'd be a good reaction to maybe when the pastor says this. It's like, oh, you, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just uh, adding fuel to to the fire. Um, well, Michael, uh, thanks again for joining me. If people want to look you up on Instagram or the internet in general, uh, not just with your memes, but with your, but with your podcast and everything that you're involved in, where can they find you and what are you up to in that regard? Uh, honestly, the best place to find everything is going to be the Instagram page because I got links to that. Everything else we do off the Instagram page, but we also, uh, I've actually started, thankfully, I had a little bit more time. We've been doing a lot more YouTube videos um, things about, uh, uh, preaching and just culture, Christian culture in general, but, uh, that you just, honestly, if you type in honest youth pastor, um, in Google, you're going to find anything that's related to me whatsoever. So. Okay. Very cool. Well, man, you're welcome back anytime. I'll be praying for you as you continue to use your platform to entertain and educate people on what it means to love God, love others and grow in their faith. Thanks again, man. Thank you. That concludes today's episode. Thanks again to Michael for joining me. I encourage you on Instagram to check out his meme account, Honest Youth Pastor, and check him out on the Babbling Pastors podcast. If you haven't already, please like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to it. And you can also follow us on social media, Youth Ministry Maverick on Facebook and Instagram, and YMM underscore podcast on Twitter. I encourage you to share this episode with anyone who works with students or anyone who just wants to understand memes and interacting with others online on what they believe and the current ways people are doing it. There are some exciting things coming up for the podcast, namely a new website, uh, merchandise, and several other things. So make sure to stay tuned to all of our social accounts to be aware of all of those things. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, adios.